Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. What do they say in the wild things? Huh? What do they say in the wild things? I'll eat you up, I love you so, or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What does it say? I love you I love you. I love you so. I'll eat you up. I'll eat, I'll eat you up. I'll eat you so. No, I don't think that's it. I think we're butchering it, but that's okay. Are you ready for Ivy and Bean book four? Yes. Are you guys ready? Do you remember what happened last book? <clears throat> no. Remember the bones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they dug up rare bones. Remember? That was cool. Okay, ready? This oh, one is. I've never seen. I know. This one is Ivy and Bean take care of the babysitter. What do you think happens? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, queens. Let's do Magoo. All right. Chapter Too Good to Be True. Thwack! Bean was grinding corn. She put a few pieces of Indian corn on the sidewalk and then smacked a rock down on top of them. Thwack! It hardly dented them, but that was okay. That was the part of the fun. That was part of the fun. You had to pound it for a long time. Thwack! What are you doing? It was her sister, Nancy, standing on the porch. She's so judgy, huh? Mm -hmm. Grinding corn. Thwack! Bean looked at her corn. It was dented now. You can do some too if you want. I've got lots of corn. Nancy watched her pound. What's it for? Food, said Bean. I'm making cornbread. Black. Hey, look, corn dust. Nancy almost came to look. She even took a step down the stairs, but then she got a prissy look on her face and said, like mom's going to let you eat that stuff that's been on the sidewalk? Dream on. Bean could have thrown a rock at her, but she knew it was but she knew better than that. Bean was seven. Ooh, how old are you? Seven. Yeah. Bean was seven. Nancy was 11. Bean knew how to drive Nancy nuts without getting into trouble herself. She began to moan loudly. Grinder, starve, winter's coming. We don't grind corn. We're gonna have to eat rocks. Cut it out, Bean hissed Nancy. Everyone will see you. Nancy was always worried that everyone would see her. Bean wanted everyone to see her. She laid down on the sidewalk and rolled from side to side, moaning. Just a little corn dust, that's all I ask. The front door slammed. Nancy had gone inside. That was easy. Bean lay on the sidewalk, resting. The sun was warm. She loved Saturdays. We've got dirt at my house, said a voice above her. It was Sophie W. from down the street. What kind of dirt? asked Bean. Sophie smiled. Both of her front teeth were missing and she had a she had it filled she had filled the hole with gum. A lot of dirt. It sounded interesting. Bean jumped up and grabbed her bag of corn. Together she and Sophie hurried around Pancake Court. Usually Sophie W.'s house oops sorry Payton. 
looked like all the other houses on Pancake Court, but today it looked different. Today there was an enormous pound of dirt in the front yard, a monster mound. It was as high as the front porch, maybe higher. It spread across most of the lawn all the way to the path. The dirt was dark brown, the kind of dirt that smells good and already is halfway to mud. Wow, your parents actually gave you dirt, Aspen? Well, sort of, said Sophie. They're going to use it in the backyard, but not until next week. Can we play on it, Aspen? It was too good to be true. It's okay with your mom? Sophie W. looked at the front door and giggled. My mom's not home. There's a babysitter in there. Bean stared at the mound. They wouldn't put it in the front yard if they didn't want people to use it, she thought. Shouldn't we ask the babysitter, she said. Just at that moment, a teenage girl stuck her head out the front door. She was the babysitter. Oh, she said to Sophie, there you are. Is it okay if we play in this dirt, she asked Bean politely. The teenager looked at the mound she had never, like she'd never seen it before. I guess, um, don't track it into the house. No problem, said Bean. We don't even want to go in the house. Oh my God, look at them, they're like. <laughs> the babysitter nodded and turned to Sophie. I guess I'll be watching TV, okay? Sure, said Sophie. She and Bean waited until the teenager was inside. Then Sophie turned to Bean. What should we play? Play, said Bean. We haven't got time to play. This volcano's about to blow. Because look how big it is. It looks like a volcano. <laughs> Chapter Disaster Twins. Ivy wouldn't want to miss out on a volcano. That was for sure. Bean zipped up the street to Ivy's house and she rang the doorbell. But she was, that was too slow. Hey, she yelled through the mail slot. There's a volcano at Sophie W.'s house. A what, said Ivy, opening the door. Ivy was reading. She was reading a really big book with long words, even on the cover, which was something Bean couldn't stand. It was bad enough when we were, we, when there were big words inside the book. <sighs> a volcano, Bean yelled, come on. Ivy looked at her book. Bean rolled her eyes. Ivy, it's natural disaster. You have to be there. Ah, okay, Ivy said. She put down her book. It's a good book, though. You are so weird sometimes, said Bean. Come on. The two girls ran back to Sophie's house. Leo was there now, with, and Sophie S. and Prairie, and Prairie's little brother Isaiah. When she got to the front yard, Bean fell into the grass. Earthquake, she hollered. Volcanoes made the earth shake, too. Volcanoes and earthquakes were like disaster twins. Ivy grabbed a bush and shook it back and forth to show that the earth was quaking. Sophie W. and Prairie pretended they were being crushed by the falling buildings. Leo pretended his car blew up, which was a little strange, but he said that happened all the time during earthquakes. Smoke, screeched Bean, pretending to be terrified. She pointed to the dirt mound and she was going to blow. They all stopped what they were doing and they looked at the dirt mound. It would be better if we all had some real smoke, said Sophie S. It would be better if we had some real lava, said Bean. Ivy glanced around the yard looking for lava. There wasn't any, but she did see a hose on the lawn. Hmm, she picked up. That's a good idea, said Bean. Lava flows just like water. Yep, said Ivy. But how are we going to get it to come to the top of the dirt? They all thought about it for a minute. 
I don't know, said Prairie. Her eyes are shining. Let's stick it in him inside, she pointed to Isaiah. We'll dig a hole at the top, and then we bury them, him with the hose. Isaiah looked worried. Bury him, said Bean. He won't be able to breathe. Isaiah nodded. Well, just dig a hole, Leo said. Well, we won't bury him. Oh, she's putting, Prairie's going to put her little brother in there. It'll be like a sacrifice to the gods, Ivy said in a dreamy voice. I'm going home, said Isaiah. He ran, but Prairie caught him. She promised to give him her stuffed animal seal, plus three glow-in-the-dark stickers. Also a lollipop the next time that she got two. And that was a lot, just for being the lava, Isaiah said. Okay. It took quite a while to build the volcano. At first, they tried climbing to the top of the mound and dig to dig the crater. A lot of dirt slid off the mound, so Ivy and Sophie S., uh, and so did Ivy and Sophie S. In the end, they decided to smash down the dirt in the back of the mound and make steps, and then dig, <laughs> dig an Isaiah-sized crater near the top. It would only look like a volcano from the front, but who cares? Finally, everything was perfect. Isaiah climbed down the steps slowly, holding the hose and Bean's bag of corn. Ivy and Bean and Leo and Prairie and Sophius gathered around the front of the volcano. Sophie W got a turn to on the hose got to turn on the hose since it was her house. You ready? called Prairie. Yes, said Isaiah. They could hardly wait they could hardly hear him inside the crater. On your mark, get set. Go, said Bean. She threw herself on the ground. Earthquake, she bellowed. Help, Sophie howled Sophie as the volcano was spewing. Isaiah threw the corn out the top and asked the gods for forgiveness. Ivy yelled, it's too late, shouted Leo, flapping his, his bushes back and forth. Oh no, here it comes, hollered Prairie. Sophie W. laughed and turned the hose on full blast. Ah, screamed the volcano, and water blew out the top of the crater in gigantic spray. Look at that. That looks like fun, huh? Well, it looks like fun for kids, not for grown-ups, though. Yeah. Bean was sopping wet. There was corn in her hair, there was mud in her clothes, and she was crawling through the burning lava to bring life-giving corn to hungry townspeople. The hungry townspeople wore some rocks over by the edge of the lawn. Ivy and Leo and Prairie, both, and so both Sophies were crawling through the burning lava, too. Isaiah refused to come out of the crater. Bean, it's time to come home. It was Bean's mom calling her from the porch. Weird, Bean had already had lunch. She decided her mother didn't really mean it. Bean, I mean now. Oops, maybe she didn't really mean it. Bean stood up. Five more minutes, she said. Now, Bean. Ooh, her mom's grumpy. Mother, Bean's mother sounded cranky. I gotta go, said Bean to the other kids. Okay, said Ivy, see you. Bye, said Sophie W, pulling the corn kernel out of the mud. Look, food. Bean looked at them. You know, she said, that's my corn, and it was my idea. You guys should stop until I come back. Leo sat back on his heels. No way, it's my dirt, said Sophie W, pointed at Bean and Ivy. Ivy shrugged. I want to keep on playing, she said. Bean scowled. It wasn't fair. You wouldn't have even known about this if it wasn't for me. Some friend she was. Bean! Bean stomped home.
the special experiment. What do you want? Bean said to her mother. Excuse me, said her mother. That meant Bean had been ruder. She'd better shape up quick. <sighs> Sorry, what? Well, her mother smiled brightly. Today we're going to try a special experiment, and I want you to be on your best behavior. Come on, little page. Best behavior? It was Saturday. Bean looked carefully at her mother. She was only wearing lipstick. Where are you guys going? Or she was wearing lipstick. Where are you guys going? Bean asked. Daddy and I are going to a play. Can I come? Bean asked. Bean always asked that if she asked that even if she didn't really want to go. No, it's for grown-ups, said her mother. Is Leona babysitting? Like Leona? Bean liked Leona. She's she had long black hair since she and she could draw perfect horses. No, Bean's mom sighed. Leona has poison oak. That's the reason for a special experiment. Bean was not liking the sound of this. Grown-ups used the word special when they really meant weird. Did you know that I that when I was 11 years old, I started babysitting, her mother said. No. Uh-oh. What was she about to get a new babysitter? Well, I was, her mother went on. And now that's now that Nancy's 11, we've decided to let her take care of you for the afternoon. What? yelped Bean. Nancy was her new babysitter? Oh my gosh, do you think that's a good idea, you guys? Do you remember who Nancy is? Hmm. Her sister. sister. Yep. And you'll behave just like you behave for the other babysitters, said her father, popping into the room. His hair was wet. Why? Which means nicely, said her mother, calmly. You're going to let Nancy babysit me, yelled Bean. She'll kill me. She won't kill you. She'll tie me up and stuff me in the attic, collared Bean. She's not going to tie you up and stuff you in the attic, said her father. We don't have an attic, said her mother. We have a crawl space. She won't give me anything to eat. I'll starve. Bean couldn't stop yelling. We're only going to be gone a few hours. We'll be home for dinner. You won't starve, said her father. Bean looked from, from her mom to her dad. They looked back at her. They had already decided it, and they weren't going to change their minds. They were really going to leave with her with Nancy. Bean had no choice. Can I go back to Sophie's at least? No, her mother said. That's the other thing, honey. We want you to stay in in at the at stay at home this afternoon, inside the house where Nancy can keep an eye on you, just to be safe on the safe side. This was getting worse and worse. Bean pressed her hands together on her cheeks and rolled her eyes back in her head. She opened her mouth as wide as it would go. Bean, stop that," said her mother. Bean stopped. "Mom," she said, trying to sound calm. Do you realize that we built a volcano in Sophie W's yard? And do you realize that everybody in the whole entire world is down there except me? And it's it erupting, and it was my idea. You can call Ivy and ask her to come over if you want, said her mother. No, I can't because she's playing with Sophie's, Bean said grumpily. Along with everybody else in the whole entire world. I'm sorry, honey. It's just for one afternoon. Her mother felt bad. Bean could tell. Her dad didn't. You'll live, he said. Bean collapsed on the rug. I'm doomed, she moaned. I'm double doomed. Hey, Bean. Hey, Beanie, said Nancy, bouncing into the living room. Did you hear the news? We're going to have a great time. I'll even play Crazy Eights if you want. Bean looked up at Nancy with narrow eyes. She was faking. The minute her parents left, Nancy was going to start being the meanest babysitter in the world. Okay, said her dad, slapping his hands together. Great, Crazy Eights. Let's get going, Char. Can't be late. 
Her mother bent down and patted Bean's cheek. We'll be back in no time, sweetie. Bean closed her eyes and she ho hoped that she looked like a poor little thing. Take good care of your little sister, Nancy, said her mom. No worries, Nancy sang. Have a great time. There was the sound of her mother putting on a sweater and the sound of the door closing. They were gone. Triple doomed, thought Bean. Bean opened her eyes and Nancy was standing in the doorway. She had her hair up in a bouncy ponytail and she was smiling with lots of teeth, like a camp counselor. Do you want to play cards, she said in a puppy voice. No, said Bean. Why are you so happy? Nancy's smile got even bigger. Because I'm getting $20 for this. He only cares about the money. Well, I mean, that's what every babysitter wants, right? Mm -hmm. Chapter, who's in charge? I'm the one who should be getting $20, Bean said. It was, it was about the fifth time she had said it. Putting up with you, teaching you how to be a babysitter? God! Don't say God, said Nancy. She was reading a magazine. You're not in charge of me, Bean huffed. Actually, I am, said Nancy. She didn't say it in the mean way. Bean had tried to make Nancy mad at her ever since her parent left, but parents left, but she hadn't been able to. Nancy was being mature. It was driving Bean bonkers. Bean rolled over and breathed into the rug. She might smother. If she smothered, her parents would feel really bad. Bean picked up some rug fuzz out of her mouth. She knew she wasn't going to smother. She also knew that Nancy was was wasn't going to tie her up and stuff her in the attic. Neither of those things was the problem. The problem was that Nancy was her babysitter, and that meant that Nancy was the grown-up, the one who got to decide everything, and that meant that Bean was the, was the little, boring, poopy baby who didn't get to decide anything. Bean couldn't stand it anymore. She got up. Wherever you are, oh, where are you going? asked Nancy, looking over her magazine. You're not supposed to go out. What is this, jail, huffed Bean? I'm not criminal, you know. I can go in the front yard. If you do, I'll tell, and you'll get grounded for a week, said Nancy calmly. Bean pressed her hands against her cheeks and rolled her eyes back in her head and opened her mouth as wide as it could go. But Nancy wasn't even looking. Bean stomped up the stairs as loud as she could, and Nancy didn't say anything. Bean slammed the door behind her, and she waited. Nothing, stupid Nancy. She flung herself on the bed, and she was a prisoner in her own house treated like a criminal by her own flesh and blood. My own flesh and blood, muttered Bean. It sounded good. After a few minutes, she stopped being mad and started being bored. She looked around her room for something to do. She could knit, except that she liked the idea of knitting more than she liked the knitting in real life. Besides, her yarn was in a big knot. She thought about painting. But her watercolors were all the way downstairs. And she could make a pot holder, but she had already made about 30 of them. And the only colors left were brown and gray. Bean's mother loved everything she made. But Bean didn't think... Her, Bean didn't think even her grandmother would want a brown and gray pot holder. Bean flopped into her basket chair. Ouch, she said. She got up and looked out her window. She had never been so bored in her life. She squeezed all the way out of the edge of the window and found out that she could see Sophie W's yard. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be so painful if everybody was out there and you guys had to stay inside the house? Oh, it'd be so horrible. 
The mound of dirt was smaller than it had been in the beginning. There was muddy water running down the driveway into the street. Bean pressed her eyebrows against the glass. Sophie S. had the hose. She was shooting water straight into the sky. Ivy was on one side, hunched over in a pile of rocks. Bean frowned. Some friend, she said. She sensed that Bean was in trouble. She could feel in her bones. Ivy picked up a rock and splatted down the mud. Bean squinted and saw that Ivy's lips were moving. She was talking to herself. For some reason, that made Bean feel better. Ivy wasn't really having a great time with the other kids. Ivy was just playing with herself. In fact, Ivy is probably missing her right now in this very moment. Bean tapped her fingers against the window, thinking Ivy would come to her rescue if she knew that Bean was in prison. Bean was sure of it. Somehow, Bean had to let Ivy know what was going on. Then Ivy could help her escape. Hey, wait a minute, I have an idea. Bean felt an idea landing in her brain like an airplane, an escape. She was in jail, but maybe she could escape. She had heard of prisoners, prisoners dingling, or digging, digging tunnels under their jail cells. Too bad the room was upstairs. If she dug a tunnel, she'd fall right to the kitchen. Then she just looked out the window. That would work. That would work. Bean pictured herself climbing down the window on a rope ladder. She pictured Ivy holding the bushes below, waiting to help Bean to freedom. A rope ladder. That's daring. That's a daring escape. You guys still awake? Are you guys awake or are you guys asleep? Okay, you're awake. Okay, I'm going to do one more chapter. Chapter, Undershirt of Freedom. Bean needed some rope and she needed something to tie it to, but the first thing she needed was Ivy. Bean took out the window again, or looked out the window again. Ivy was dropping another rock in the mud. Splat. Her lips were still moving. How was Bean gonna get her attention? What if she screamed out the window? But Nancy would hear her. Making smoke signals would be perfect, but Bean's mother always said that Bean used matches, she would regret it. Then Bean remembered, a movie she'd seen when she was little. In it, a bunch of raggedy people on an island had waved a flag, printed with the letter SOS. Then an airplane came to rescue them. Bean's mother explained that SOS means save our souls. People would write it on flags when they wanted to be saved after a shipwreck, for example. Bean didn't see why they didn't have SM for save me, but she wrote SOS anyways. She wrote it on an old undershirt. She taped the undershirt to a flagpole. Okay, well, it wasn't really a flagpole. It was a long silver pole with a hook at the end that opened the window in the bathroom ceiling. It was much taller than Bean, and she wasn't supposed to play with it. But this was an emergency, Bean told herself. Bean rattled on the screen of her window until it fell off. Unfortunately, it fell it fell out of the window into the front yard, but there was nothing Bean could do about that, being extra careful not to smack the pole against the glass. Oh, did I miss a page? Bean edged her flag over the windowsill. Her SOS undershirt fluttered in the breeze. You'd have been able to, you'd have to be blind not to notice. Hey, there was Ivy walking along the sidewalk. Was she going home? She was about to right, walk right in front of Bean's house. 
Bean could have called out, but she could have gotten into trouble making an SOS flag, and she didn't really want to waste it, so she waved the flag gently back and forth. Ivy didn't even notice. Bean waved it up and down. Ivy just walked along. Bean jerked the flag in and out. Ivy didn't look up. So Bean threw the flagpole at her, and it landed with a terrible crash at Ivy's feet. Ivy squeaked and jumped back. Ah! Then she looked up in the sky. Wow, she said. She bent down to touch the pole. It's an alien. It's not an alien. It's an SOS, said Bean. Now Ivy saw her. Oh, hi. Did you throw that at me? Are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad. Don't you see the flag part? It's an SOS. See the letters? Ivy looked at the pole again. Cool, she said. She came to stand over Bean's window. How come you need to be saved? Because of Nancy, said Bean. My mom and dad let her babysit me. Ivy looked shocked. She's not a babysitter. She's your sister. And she's getting $20 for it. Ivy looked even more shocked. That's totally not fair. That's what I said. But nobody ever listens to me. Talking to Ivy, Bean began to see just how unfair it really was. Super duper unfair. Did she lock you in your room? Ivy asked. Well, no, admitted Bean, but she won't let me go outside. I'm a prisoner in my own home. You want some food, asked Ivy. You could pull up a basket. No, I don't want food. I want freedom, said Bean dramatically. I'm going to escape down a, a rope ladder. Neato, said Ivy. Can I help? Do you have any rope, asked Bean. For sure, I'll go get some. Ivy rolled around and get ready. Wait, Bean said. Listen, I'm going to have to sneak you in. Of course, her mother said that Ivy could come over, but it was much more fun to sneak. It seemed more like real jail that way so come around the back when you get to when you've got the rope okay i'll meow like a cat that's how you'll know it's me ivy gave a little hop bean nodded okay then we'll have to find a way to get past nancy ivy was already running towards her house come on all right you kids asleep all right they're asleep they ditched me